You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. And welcome down to the Sacks in the Basement. My name is Chris Lanuti. Pull up a stool at my nine-foot homemade oak bar and pour yourself a cold one. We seem to be coming out of some sort of fog here in Illinois, and it's a good thing. Meanwhile, Major League Baseball writers keep trying to write the exact same story each and every day. Baseball's almost here, and I still don't believe it. Hopefully, it will return. I want it so bad, it hurts. But until then, White Sox simulated baseball every game of the 2020 season as it would have been every day since opening day right here on Socks in the Basement, using MLB The Show 20 and brought to you by Cork and Carry at the Park. 33rd in Princeton, they have amazing food and an incredible menu, Grubhub, or go direct to CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. The White Sox go for the series split against the Minnesota Twins. They're 3-3 three three against them so far, but 1-2 in this four-game set. At this point in the season, the White Sox have only lost two series two games the one and they lost two in a row to Colorado other than that they have won every other series to date and they have never lost two games in a row they hope that holds true today after losing their last two here following the win on Thursday night the last game of the set afternoon baseball Minnesota target field next here on Socks in the Basement found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com let's go Hello, everybody, and welcome to Target Field, Game 4 of a four-game set. And after the White Sox took Game 1, they've lost the last two. A close one on Friday, but blown out yesterday. Ten games above 500 still, but chasing the 35-18 and 18 Minnesota Twins, three and a half back. We're at Target Field for Game 4 this Sunday afternoon. And Big Dick Mountain, Rich Hill, comes out for the start. Ten starts, four and three record. An ERA of 7.03, 48 two-thirds innings with a 1.64 whip and 40 strikeouts. Over those 48 and two-thirds, 57 hits. Tim Anderson's hitting 319. He comes up against Rich Hill. The White Sox had their best game of the season against the Twins in a matchup that is exactly the same as this one. It was Cease versus Hill. Cease had a masterful game where he had a shutout through seven while the White Sox poured it on against Hill. And Anderson sends this down the first baseline, 0-1 the count. First pitch at 1-11 as we're underway, and the lefty Hill quickly into the wind. And that one's low and away, a 12-6 curve, 1-1 the count. Sox entered this series two and a half back and just want to leave here in the same position against these Twins. They took two out of three from Minnesota earlier on this season. Currently, Minnesota leads this series 2-1. Clear skies. Zero wind, 79 degrees on a beautiful Sunday. The hottest day to date in 2020 here in Minnesota. I'm glad the wind is dead. The last two days have been blowing straight out into the tunnel in right field. And the Twins have taken full advantage of their home field advantage and hit several home runs out there. It was a big reason for the win. On Friday, now Anderson lifts this one down the third base line, hooking towards the stands, but it will not get out. Caught by the left fielder. 
There's one gone here to start off the first inning. Nick Mandrigal up in the two spot. We saw him have great success with that a few weeks ago. Ricky Renteria opting to put him in the two spot today. He's hitting 222 right now with one home run and 11 RBIs. A 308 OBP. But over the last 10 to 15 days, he's right around 300. One out, top of the first. Mountain, otherwise known as Hill, with the inside fastball. Fouled off for strike one, 0-1 the count. The only regular White Sox starter of note that is not playing today is Juan Moncada. Struggled in this series and was due a day off. He's the only regular starter with the exception of Abreu and Encarnacion who are able to switch between DH and first base to rest their legs a little bit who had played in every game of this series so far. Madrigal takes two balls, 2-1 the count. Hill was frustrated with his performance in Chicago about a month or so ago. Now 12-6 curve hits the upper part of the zone. 2-2. Two two. Matthew Ross, the umpire behind the plate, wearing number 66 on his sleeve. I believe this is the first time we've seen him this year. Hill into the line in the pitch. Outside slider misses 3-2. Pound is full with one gone on the top of the first with the Brayu on deck. Rondal, who's been hitting second for most of the season, moved into the four spot to cover for Moncada. Other than that, pretty much your basic White Sox lineup is Madrigal swings and misses it, an outside fastball. Could not get to it. First strikeout of the game from Hill, and there's two gone here in the top of the first. The White Sox have had some sputters in this offense. The last time that they had scored a run with the exception of the one run they got yesterday in a nine-inning game was the fifth inning of the game before. So currently, one run over their last 13 innings. And if Abreu and the rest of this order doesn't get one here, it's going to be one run in the last 14 for this team, which is very uncharacteristic of the 2020 White Sox. A low fastball makes it 2-0. and Last seven games for Abreu, he's hitting 308. But he started the month off of May, hitting much closer to 300 than his 267 average right now. Yasmani Grandal's hitting 302. He stands on deck. He'll be hitting from the right side today against Hill. An outside fastball misses, and Abreu's aboard. So the story of the sacks over the last two days. There's been base runners getting on, but they're not doing it in bunches. Now, yesterday, it was always the leadoff guy, it seemed like. Five innings out of nine, the leadoff guy was on. The game before that, it was always the guy with two outs. But they were able to get up five runs. Two outs top of the first. Grandal takes an inside 12-6 curve for a strike at the knees. 0-1 the count. He's crossed the plate seven times in the last seven days. And he lays off another curveball outside, one and one. Hill, number 44, has had quite a career. One of the veteran pitchers in Major League Baseball who has moved around to multiple teams. Throws a high slider that doesn't hit the zone, two and one. Sox got to him last time and chased him before the end of the third inning, if I recall. So getting on him early is a big deal as a four-seamers fouled off, and he has an ERA over seven. This is the guy you got to get after in this series. The 2-2 pitch. Swung on and sent back to short. Flipped over to second. 
The fielder's choice put out ends the inning. Sacks get a base runner on, but no hits. And midway through the first, the Twins are coming up for the first time today. Dylan Cease, 10 starts, 4-3, and three, and a 3.84 earned run average. In over 58 and two-thirds innings, he's given up 58 hits. And 20 walks to that, that's a 1.33 whip. He also has 57 strikeouts, so he's just under a strikeout an inning. And he has had some really good games. If you said, find me all the one-run and no-run games through six or seven innings on this team, make a column, count them all up, and tell me who's the guy who's doing that the most. Is this guy on the mound for the White Sox. As a slider outside misses 1-0. Everybody has their strengths and weaknesses in this rotation. Cease has just had the bump in the road every once in a while, and it seems to be... When he doesn't work quickly, and it had been whenever he didn't have Grandal. Now, he has Grandal today. The last time out with McCann, though, he had a very good outing. So he's really starting to figure it out. And you have to remember, he only had a half a season last year. This is a young pitcher with a lot of talent who's going to have a very good career. Four-seamer misses high, and the count is 2-1 and one quickly to Byron Buxton hitting 273. He has led off all four games for the Twins, one of the few starters that has played in every game of this series. Down the middle, swung on and missed two and two. Other games going on this afternoon, the Rays and the Tigers tied up at one all in the first inning in Detroit. The Royals losing to the Rangers in the first inning, one nothing right now. At home in Kansas City, this one's over the head of Madrigal who leapt for it. Angle's gonna cut it off in right field and get it in the second. First man is aboard, and he's got good speed as Buxton gets a base hit. Opposite field. And Jorge Polanco, the shortstop, hitting 333, eighth in the American League, will take a ball in the outside corner. 1 0 the count. He's got 11 home runs and 21 RBIs, and an OPS of 797 as that's a slider down the middle, taken for a strike. 1 1. Good-sized crowd out here today for the finale of this four-game set. Curveball goes for a strike one and two. We've said it a few times this series. The one team that has given the Twins regular trouble this year has been this White Sox team. The Indians have had a hard time with him as he strikes him out looking and Cease gets a strikeout victim his first one on a backwards K. Polanco sat down. Luis Arias is hitting 349. That's fourth in the American League. They got a really good team. And the lefty stands in in the first pitch inside corner for a strike 0 and 1. It's hitting 474 over his last six games. There's a reason he's in a three spot. He took off on Friday night. The Twins were still able to squeak out a 6 5 victory over the Sox. He's 0 and 2 now as Cease puts another one on the inside corner. He's yet to swing, and he's 0-2. One out, bomb of the first. Buxton's over at first base. He's yet to go. We've seen him get a few stolen bases in this series. That one's fouled off down the third base line. Will reset 0-2 the count. The pitch on the way. Swung on and chopped the short. Flipped the second. Madrigal, the jump throw to first. Six to four to three. Rack him up. The flags and the flagpoles are just lying silent. The wind is dead today. And there's no score after one in Minnesota. 
Eloy Jimenez is hitting 271. He's been basically sitting in the 270s for the last month or so. Two home runs in his last three games. Both of them solo shots, and he's 0-1 here in the count against Hill. Hill needed 20 pitches in the first inning. He now throws one inside a four-seamer, 1-1 one one in at the hips. Now a curveball away, swung on and missed, 1-2 and two the count. Jimenez takes an inside curveball. It was close, 2-2. Two two. White Sox batters have been trying to make the Twins pitchers get deep in their pitch counts. But Jimenez swings at a ball outside. He has dove for a few of them. Second strikeout of the game for Hill. There's one gone here in the top of the second, and Edwin Encarnacion is going to come up with 13 homers and 30 RBI to go with his 255 average. Edwin leads the team in strikeouts and walks and is one of the top three in OPS. Even though the average would suggest that he's having a rough season. Outside pitch misses, 1-0 the count. Speaking of guys with good stats, looking down on the farm, and we looked at it this weekend. In AAA Charlotte, as that's a ball low. Blake Rutherford and Luis Alexander Basabe, two outfielders, are off to hot starts. Another guy that looks really good is Andrew Vaughn, now elevated to AA. And in the short amount of time he's been there, he leads in almost every offensive category, although his average is only at 276. The OPS is high, the on-base percentage is high, the slugging is high. He's doing a very good job down there, and the White Sox are hoping he continues to grow. He's been one of those guys that if the White Sox are in it at the end this year, you could see make it all the way through the system and come up in September to help out. Adam Engel, hitting 305, gets a start in right field. Both he and Mazzara, though, have been in the dumps along with Leary Garcia. And that's why it's notable as Encarnacion leads off of first base after taking a walk. It's notable that you have two guys who could potentially come in and play right field doing very well in AAA right now. Angle strikes out looking. It's early to consider getting rid of a guy and sending him down to the minors. But then again, it's almost June. And if guys keep pressing, they'll be up here by July. 0-1 the count now to Danny Mendick. He's playing third today for Yohan Mancata, batting in the eighth spot. There's two outs here in the top of the second with Encarnacion over at first. He pops this one straight back. Mask is off. Catcher has it. Socks go down. So far, Hill has 34 pitches. He's walked two. But midway through the second, there's still no score. Bottom of the second inning here in Target Field. The simulated season and the simulated game brought to you by Cork and Carey at the park. Incredible burgers. They've won awards with them. Then you can also get some hot dogs if you want. You know, just get some ballpark dogs. They got the fries. They've got the, they got the cheese curds. They got the pulled pork nachos. They got the wraps. They got the buffalo wings. They got it all. Keep them in your rotation. Keep a Southside tradition going. I think it's the perfect complement to these games. Nelson Cruz hitting 305. Swings and misses at the first strike. 0-1 from Dylan Cease. Who only needed 13 pitches in the first inning. Now this one is sky deep out in the center field. Luis Robert, the center fielder, underneath it at the track will make the catch. And that's a long out to start off the bottom of the second inning. The Twins had five home runs yesterday. They were killing it. And Dylan Cease and the White Sox pitchers have to stop that right now. We're in for another 
really rough game. Eddie Rosario is hitting 244. The lefty stands in, the outfielder, waiting for the first pitch. And lifts this one now out in the center field as well. Robert goes back and will take it off the wall. He'll send it into second base where Rosario is standing. Two very deep fly balls in a row off of two pitches. One almost gets out. The other one was luckily a little bit towards right center and hits the scoreboard there below the stands. Comes back onto the field of play. It hit the scoreboard over the 403 sign. But luckily the wall is higher there and it doesn't get out. So runner on second, one out here in the bottom of the second. And here comes Max Kepler, who's been killing the White Sox. And Don Cooper's going to come out after watching the last two pitches and knowing what Kepler has done. Three home runs in the last two games. He was a big difference maker on Friday. Even had a hit on Thursday when he came in as a pitch runner in an extra innings, got on base. And he's been killing the White Sox all weekend long, and he wants to make sure his pitcher and his catcher have a plan. The meeting is over. Kepler, the lefty up, with a runner on second, and one out here in the bottom of the second. Sees toes the rubber. He needs to work on the pacing. We've seen him work so much better when he's going quick. The pitch on the way. Ripped down the first baseline, foul into the stands. Five RBI for Kepler in this series. The next pitch. Swung on and sent down the third baseline foul. Two sharp line drives, but not in the field of play. So now he's 0-2, and Cease doesn't have to throw him a strike. He's going to see if he'll try to reach, I think. Throws that one low. He did reach, but he got a piece of it, a slider below the knees. 0-2 the count. You got a runner at second base with a good lead, and Rosario in an inside curveball misses one and two. Arizona big early in St. Louis, seven to nothing. Their game started at the same time as ours. The pitch swung on and missed a four seamer. He went underneath it. It was up at eye level. Second strikeout for Cease, and he sits Kepler down. There's two gone and a runner on second with no score in this game. Miguel Sano is a seven-hitter today, hitting 273 with 11 home runs and 46 RBIs. He had a bomb yesterday. It's tied for sixth in the American League in RBI. Takes a ball in the outside corner, 1-0. He's got a runner in scoring position at second right now. Dylan Cease wants to leave there. Now he swings and misses at a four-seam fastball down the middle. 1-1. One one. He was 2-4 for four with a home run and two RBI yesterday here at Target Field. This is the highest we've seen him in the batting order at seven. Twice in the eighth spot, one of the nine spots so far this weekend, which is weird for a guy like him. Now a 2-2 pitch. After a slider, catches the zone. Sees into the line. Swung on and missed. He got him on a changeup down the middle. He took something off. It was in the same zone, same area as an earlier strike. And he confuses to know. After two, the Twins have two hits, but nobody has any runs. We are in the Family Waterproofing Solutions third inning. Family Waterproofing Solutions wants to present you Luis Robert hitting 212 with three home runs on the season. The average has come up in this series. He's had a very nice series against the Twins and his patrolling center field today. And he sends this one down the third base line just foul. That would have been extra bases. One for four yesterday with a single. 0-1 in the count right now here leading off the third inning. Now he sends one down the first baseline hooking just foul. 
So two close ones, but it's 0-2. He has to bear down now against the lefty Hill. Next pitch inside, a curveball. He lays off at 1-2 the count. Family Waterproofing Solutions pretty much services everything in northern Illinois, with the exception of a few counties right by the Iowa border. And then they service northwestern Indiana. So they're in the NWI as well. They'll do the estimates over the phone and video feed. They'll give you a fair price. They'll give you financing. They're veteran-owned, female-owned, and family-owned. They got socks in the basement deals you should ask about, where you can get up to 20% off in some cases. And now Luis Robert sends this one in the right field for a base hit. First hit of the game for the White Sox, and speed on board to lead off the third inning. Details coming up on Family Waterproofing Solutions, who gives a portion of their proceeds to veterans and first responder organizations here at the end of this half inning. Tim Anderson's up 0 for 1 with a fly out in the first and a pitch out immediately, and Robert isn't going anywhere. The White Sox and Luis Robert have figured out the teams know he is leading all of Major League Baseball in steals. And they expect him to go right away, but he is not going to go automatically. It is not assured. T.A. can hit. You don't want to run yourself out of an inning. Now a slider outside, 2-0. Anderson has crossed the plate eight times in his last ten games. Stands up 2-0, 0-for-1, though in this game. Speed again on first base, the pitch. A strike at the knees, 2-1 the count. Hill checks the runner, looks in. The pitch, there goes Robert. That one's... Low, Roberts, safe. Three and one the count. Another stolen base for Luis Robert, who is taking Major League Baseball by storm. When he's on, just add a base. At some point, he's going to take it. Three and one the count. Now a strike in the outside corner on a four-seamer brings the count full. We got a man in scoring position with no outs here on the top of the third. That happened five times last night. We couldn't get anybody across. Actually, we got one across. Ground ball over to third. Scooped and sent over. That's one out. Our base runners have been dying over at second base over the last 24 to 36 hours. Robert leads off a second as Nick Mandrigal steps in. And Mads takes a ball low on a 12-6 curve, 1-0. 23 stolen bases so far this year for Robert at a 92% clip. That's how successful he is. This ball is fouled off, one and one the count. He has taken third a few times. He may consider it here just to get his team going. Because this one's in the dirt. He's not going anywhere. Snap throw actually to second from Avila, who's catching today. Mitch Garver got the day off, and so did Josh Donaldson. So the Sox have two of the bigger hitters in this lineup out today. Next offering swung on and missed. Count is even at two. Mandrigal went for one just above the strike zone on the outside corner. Hill goes outside again, but Mandrigal holds off. Abreu's on deck. Mads already 0 for 1 in this game. Hill already up to 50 pitches with one out in the top of the third. Robert leads off. Hill checks him. That one's lifted down the first baseline foul. Count remains full. Next pitch sent out to left field going to be a can of corn. Robert is not going to advance. There's two gone here in the top of the third inning and the White Sox continue to struggle getting that runner in from second base with no outs in the inning. Abreu has a walk in the first inning. Again hitting 267 on the season. 
and Robert just trying to work his way home. An outside four seamer, 1-0 the count. 1-0 count. Two outs, top of the third. Robert's going. The throw in the outside corner, thrown down. He is safe underneath the throw. Robert takes third, 24th stolen base of the season. He just got there. And that's because the, the batters just can't advance anybody. 1-1 count to Abreu now. This one goes back up the middle. Base hit, and Robert will come home and score. So Luis Robert gets on, steals second, steals third, and with two outs, Abreu sends in the first White Sox run of the game, and only the second run this team has scored in 16 innings. The dry spell has to end if we're going to beat the Twins today because one nothing, it isn't going to work. Abreu now on first. Here comes Yasmani Grandal 0 for 1 with a ground out in the first inning, hitting 300 even. An outside curveball hits the corner, 0-1 the count. He's more powerful from the left side. He has a three-run home run in this series from that side of the plate, but he's no slouch from the right side either. 0-1 the count, the pitch. High four-seamer misses 1-1. He may be the most important free agent signing of the last decade for the Chicago White Sox. He's the reason other free agent signees bought into what the White Sox are doing. And he's a heck of a player. Because now the count is even at two. The 2-2 pitch on the way. Checks it up. Did he go? He did not. An outside four-seamer misses. And Grandal's able to hold off just enough. Count is full with Jimenez on deck. And the payoff pitch from Big Dick Mountain on the way. Swung on and missed a four-seamer at the knees. He couldn't catch up to it. Grandal goes and sits down, but the White Sox get a run in the top of the third. We head to the bottom of the third, leading one to nothing. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria, making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at familybasementwaterproofing.com. The Minnesota Twins are first in slugging in home runs and second in runs per game, average, and on-base percentage in all of baseball. Not only in the American League, but all of baseball. They average six runs a game, 5.96 to be exact. And that's why you can't settle in and say, well, we got CC's he's hot, we got a runner in, and we're winning one to nothing. This game is far from over. Marwan Gonzalez is betting eighth today. He's hitting 241. He stands on the left side as a switch hitter, and the first pitch is low for a ball, 1-0. Spent most of his career, his eight-year career with Houston, before coming over here to the Twins. An outside four-seamer catches the zone one and one. Curveball low and away, two and one. Before he signed with the Twins, we here at Sacks in the Basement thought he would make a nice addition to this team. 
Outside four seamer, three and one. Not knowing when Nick Mandrigo is going to be here and not happy with what was over at second base. And knowing he was versatile enough that once Mads got here, he would make his way into the lineup a lot. Just like Leary Garcia. He looked like a heck of a piece, but the White Sox weren't interested. Three and two the count now to Gonzalez. As Cease into the wine delivers. He misses high and outside and walks him. Cease only needed 26 pitches through the first two innings. Six pitches there, though. And Gonzalez is on. And Alex Avila hitting 160 comes to the plate. He did play earlier in this series. I think it was the first game of the series. He was playing first base. It was a strike inside, 0-1. He went 0-2 with two strikeouts before he was removed late in a 13-inning affair. Now, that said, during that game, we kept saying it over and over again. He's like a pitcher in the National League with that batting average. you got to go after him. Don't let him on. He did get a walk in that game. You can't let him on. One and one the count, a runner on first. No outs, bottom of the third. Swing and a miss at a four-seamer, one and two. Top of the order comes up next. You want to have one out before Buxton comes up, who has found a way to get some good hits at the right times for the Twins. Foul back in between the legs of Grandal and off the thigh of the home plate umpire. One and two the count. The Pirates lead the Giants 3-0 right now in Pittsburgh. Inside pitch, swung on and missed a slider. Well in on the hips. He should never have swung at that one, but instead it's the fourth strikeout for Cease. And the first out here in the bottom of the third. Gonzalez doesn't have a lot of speed over at first. Buxton is very speedy, so he's going to block him a little bit if he gets on. The point, though, is don't let him out at all. Sitting 277 with an 852 OPS. And the first pitch is bounced in between Mandrigal and Abreu. Each just missed it. And on the third hop, it's in the right field for a base hit. He has two so far in this game. Both of them to the same spot. He's just punching it through the infield on opposite side of his plate. And now Polanco takes a ball outside. Want to know the count. There's two on and one out in the bottom of the third. Good speed at first. Not so good speed at second. An outside pitch misses 2-0. and oh. And this is where the Twins get you. Nickel and dime, nickel and dime, and then somebody gets you when you're frustrated. Sees up to 40 pitches now. One out in the bottom of the third and two on. Rondal sets up right down the middle but takes that pitch outside a curveball that is not where he wanted it, 3-0. He looks back into his pitcher and gives him the settle down sign with his hands. You got a good hitter coming up next. Cease the pitch. Swung on and sent out to the left center field gap. Tailing back towards the wall. And it's gone. This team is so good. This offense is incredible. 422 feet, that three-run home run goes. The 12th for Polanco. Every series we've been in, we sat there and said, oh, this team, they're... Their third best home run hitter has got like six. And we laugh about it because we've got four or five guys now in double digits. The Twins have like eight. For everything the White Sox have done good this year, the Twins are just a little better. It took 13 innings to get the win on Thursday night. And they came back 
A 6-5 loss on Friday. We got blown out yesterday, and now we trail 3-1 with one out in the bottom of the third, and Dylan Cease kicked the dirt. Meanwhile, his outfielders didn't even move. And Luis Arias is 0-1 with the ground out in the first inning. He's hitting 347 on the season, and Cease wants that last pitch. That was sent up to Polanco back, and a four-seamer misses outside. He's 2-0 again. But Dylan Cease is struggling. And now timeout is called, and they're going to go out and speak with him. 44 pitches so far now for him. 16 balls, 28 strikes. The thing was, he was so far down in the count, he decided to throw the get-me-over fastball, and Polanco was waiting for it. And he didn't want to let the, the batter off the hook. He was hoping that he either wouldn't catch up to it or he was taking all the way, and he had the green light. And he just blasted that one out of here. So the meeting is over. Arias awaits his 2-0 pitch with nobody on. The Sox trailing by two here in the bottom of the third and outside fastball misses 3-0 now. Dylan has been so solid for the White Sox, but remember he's young. And he probably had designs on coming out and shutting this team down, and he just got taught that nobody is impervious to this Minnesota offense. A strike high taken, 3-1 the count now. The game is far from over. We've seen the White Sox hang with this team. But in the end, the White Sox have only scored five in the first two games apiece and one yesterday. The Twins scored five in the first game, six in the second game, seven yesterday and have three so far today fly ball out to angle he catches it there's two gone and Nelson Cruz comes to the plate 0 for 1 with a fly on the second inning the big right hander awaits the first pitch inside taking a slider 1 and 0 bit of a shift on in fact Madrigal is on the shortstop side with second base he's not even straight up the middle now an outside fastball misses 2-0. 23 pitches in this inning and 13 of them balls for Cease. When you look at his overall count, he was in the zone and he was getting ahead. In the third inning, not so much, and it was the reason for that three-run home run. You're down 3-0, you're trying to get it across the plate, and the guy was waiting for it. Slider low and in, swung on and missed 2-1. Falling behind in this inning is the reason he's down 3-1. It's the reason for the home run. Swung on and missed a four-seamer. Two and two the count. So Cease trying to battle back here against Cruz. And get through this very difficult third. Lifted out in the left field. Jimenez moving across towards center underneath it. Will stop and make the catch in the sun. Polanco. Pops one out of here. Into left center field deep. On a 3-0 pitch with two on, the Twins lead 3-1 going into the top of the fourth. Aloy Jimenez comes up 0-1. Hill sits on 61 pitches. That might be good news because we're going to need more runs off him. The first pitch at the top of the fourth is high, a four-seamer, 1-0. Jimenez got the count full last time up and then reached for one well outside the zone. It would have been ball four and struck out. We've seen him do that a few times in this series. It's actually one of the things he needs to work on overall as a batter. Over-anxious with two strikes going for the one outside. Now a short chop to third. He almost beats it. 
but he's out by a half of a step. Does not get the infield hit, and Encarnacion is off quickly with one out in the top of the fourth inning. Hill, the lefty, into the wind, delivers one in at the chin. Encarnacion gets out of the way. 13 home runs, puts him second on the White Sox. He's tied with Jimenez, and one behind Grandal, a fastball away, 2-0. But the White Sox power has not really been here this weekend. The Twins have done a very good job as a staff of figuring out what the White Sox were doing in the first two games and really deadening it yesterday. And so far, only one run here as Encarnacion takes this one in the right center field. The ground ball, they had a shift on for him, so nobody was at second. And he just rolls through the infield into the outfield, and he's on for the second time today. He's not very quick. The guy at the plate is. 0 for 1 is Adam Engel with a strikeout in the second. The door is wide open for this young man to regain the confidence of his manager and I think become the starting right fielder. His Nomar Mazara has not worked out. The problem is his average has been steadily dropping as well. He's at 301, but it's in a platoon roll. Sends this one down the third baseline, just foul near the bag and 0-2 quickly against Hill. Next offering now sent the first to show a slow chop. Goes over to second to get Encarnacion. They can't get Engel on the way back. A fielder's choice. Encarnacion leaves the base paths and Danny Mendick comes up 0 for 1. The 8 hitter watches as they throw over to first base. Engel's back safely. Two outs here in the top of the fourth inning. And the White Sox are probably going to have to run a little bit more in this game because hits have been few and far between for them lately. A low outside 12 to 6 curve misses. 1 0 the count. 1 0 count. Hill checks the runner. Angle starts moving. Mendick swings and sends that in the right field into the gap. Angle's on his way over to third base. He goes first to third. Mendick in the second. Angle now trying for home. The throw not in time. Hill came over and cut off the throw in and didn't look, assuming Angle was stopping at third. Adam Angle, who's rounding third slowly, sees Hill catch the ball and start talking to his second baseman and continues running and beats the throw home by the time they're able to get Hill's attention. It's 3-2, to two. Mendick's on second base, the hit and run pays off well, and then a smart heads-up play by Angle gets him home, and Luis Roberts one for one with a single in this game, and he stole two bases and eventually scored. He's got Mendick on second with two outs here on the top of the fourth, and it's a one-run ball game. Mendick has speed, a base hit probably scores him and ties his game. The count even at one, the pitch. Low and inside on a four-seamer, two and one. Heads up play by Angle, who was basically at second base when the ball hits the ground and kind of stuttered step like he tripped over the bag. And I think Hill saw that and figured, well, he's just going to get the third and stop. And he acted like it was pitcher's hand, like it was over. And he was well off the mound near second base. And Angle had come around third. And instead of retreating back, just kept going. He kind of like half-speeded, you know, got halfway down the line and then just went. And by the time they yelled at Hill to turn around and throw, he was crossing the plate well in front of that throw home. Count is full now as Robert fouls one off. 3-2, two, two outs top of the fourth with Mendick on second, the pitch on the way. It's a strike down the middle. He throws on it. He throws the bat in disgust, but Danny Mendick gets a double, an angle, Sneaks home from third. Midway through the fourth is 3-2 Twins. 
Three to two, Minnesota. Bottom of the fourth inning. Eddie Rosario's got a double in the second inning. He's hitting 249. The average has come up a little bit in this series. He's done very well. The lefty stands in, waiting for Dylan Cease to throw his 53rd pitch to start off the bottom of the fourth, and it's a strike down the middle. 0-1. He scored four times in the last three games, but a lot of guys on the Twins have been scoring. The White Sox trying to get off of the team slump they kind of ran into ever since the end of the fifth inning in game two. They've gotten two runs across. The first one was created by a single and two stolen bases, and then one that snuck through the infield. This one now sent out to center field. Robert's going to go back, get underneath it, and make the catch before the track. One gone. The other run comes from Engel getting on base, and then a hit and run with Mendick, and heads up base running, and a, a brain fart from Rich Hill. But the White Sox are running today and trying to create runs because the power has disappeared. And the Twins have found a way to keep them down. 1-0 the count. Kepler's up. Again, he's been killing us all season long. And Cease got him the first time up. He's 1-0 now with one out. Throws low and inside and misses on a curveball 2-0. Dillon has been doing a very good job controlling the free passes. But has been falling behind in counts and has walked a few today. A four-seam fastball swung on and missed on the outside corner. Two and one to Kepler. Cease now gets a changeup on the inside corner low, two and two. He has picked up the pace, although he does take a breath here, steps off the mound, and wipes some sweat off his brow. It is close to 80 degrees right now. Cease into the line, the 2-2 pitch. A line drive right into Jose Abreu's glove, guarding the first base line against the lefty. Unassisted three put out on a sharp hit directly into his chest. Two outs, bomb at a fourth. Here's Miguel Sano, who's 0 for 1, and he pops this one back into the crowd. 0 and 1 the count. Going high and inside to Sano. Now, Grandal on one knee sets up inside and low, and it goes over the top of a very low swinging Sano, about waist high. 0 and 2. Now, Grandal sets up on the outside corner. He goes outside, but he doesn't chase a fastball. One and two the count. I will say this, Yasmani, when he moves around back there, you see the pitchers get far more competent. He did not do that very much yesterday. This one's lifted into left field, tailing back towards the wall, over the head of Jimenez and off the wall. He's going to scoop it, but it's going to be a stand-up double. He leapt running backwards and cleared his glove. That's a two-out double for the Twins. And Sano is out with his 13th two-bagger of the season. Tying Josh Donaldson for second on the team right now. Byron Buxton leads the Twins with 15. Telling you, they got a heck of a team. This is the first time we've seen another team where the stats get thrown up there and I go, wow, that's just like the White Sox. That's better than the White Sox. They have a heck of an offense. Four-seamer swung on and missed by Gonzalez, the eight-hitter. 0-1 the count. He's standing in the left-handed batter's box with two outs here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Sano with a lead over at second base. Grandal sitting calmly behind the plate now at the sign, and the pitch comes inside and almost hits. Gonzalez, he gets out of the way. 1-1 the count. That was not intended. It just got away from Dillon. He's sitting on 66 pitches with only two outs in the bottom of the fourth. The pitch on the way. Swung on and sent out to the left center field gap. Robert on his horse. He will not get there. It gets into the gap, and a run is going to score. He's going to catch up to it and throw it in. That's a double. Cease has given up four now through four innings. 
uncharacteristic of him. But again, like I said, this is one hell of an offense. And if I'm marveling about how good the Twins are, it's because this is the first time I've seen a team do this. Not wearing White Sox colors. Even the Angels weren't this good offensively. They had pitching. But their offense was nowhere near this as Alex Avila swings and misses at a pitch. 0 for 1 with a strikeout in the third and now 0-1 in the count with two outs in the bottom of the fourth and Marwin Gonzalez on second base. It is a two-run lead again for the Twins. 4-2 in this game as a slider low misses 1-1 one and one. and you want to go get Avila right now, you'll get Buxton in the next inning. This will be pitch number 70 for Dylan Cease. Inside pitch lifted down the first baseline foul. One and two. Everybody is pretty much good in the bullpen, I hear, for the White Sox, including their long relievers and Fulmer and Kopech. Inside slider catches the corner. He strikes him out looking. We're through four, but the Twins get a big hit and get the run back. The White Sox had just scored in the top of the fourth, and we end the fourth inning trailing four to two. Tim Anderson will come to the plate. Homer, Bailey, and Randy Dobnik are warming up. That's been the Norms starting in the fifth inning for the Twins. They will go those two long relievers if anybody gets into trouble, and that was the 78th pitch for Hill to kick off the top of the fifth. So both both starting pitchers have not been extremely efficient in their pitch count. The 1-0 pitch to Anderson inside misses on a four-seamer 2-0, and his job is get on. All right, unless he sees something he can just unleash on, the power has not been there very much so far this season. Inside 12 to 6, hits the zone. And I don't know if it's because he's focusing more on hitting for average, getting on base. Where when he's lower in the lineup, he'll take his shots and try to hit one out. But he's been very effective as a leadoff hitter. Although he's 0 for 2 today, this one sent down the first baseline foul, 2 and 2 the count. Hill in the wind. Ripped down the third baseline, hooking, just foul. That would have been a two-bagger, at least. The Rangers have opened up a 6-1 lead over Kansas City now. As a 12-6 curve hits the outside corner for strike three, and Anderson didn't even offer at it. He hangs his head in shame as Hill has his sixth strikeout. And there's one gone here on the top of the DP3 Tech fifth inning. DP3 Tech partner with Microsoft. Imagine taking your old systems and moving them into a cloud-based service. That will allow you to get everything together, use what you've already got existing, and mobily be able to communicate with your entire staff. This work-from-home thing may be a reality, at least in some way, for years to come. DP3 Tech has a solution. Stop using Zoom and your messenger and everything else. One button, get them on. One button, share the files. Make your workplace whole again. Details coming up midway through this inning. It's 0-1 to Nick Madrigal, who's 0 for 2. He takes a strike down the middle on a slider, and now he's 0-2 in the count. Mads performed very well for a couple of days in the two spot. Renteria giving him a shot today as he grounds this one over to third, quickly over to first, and there's two gone here in the top of the fifth inning. Top of the order is an 0 for the White Sox so far today, and that's not a good thing. Jose Abreu is 1-1 one one with a single and an RBI. He stands in with two outs in the top of the fifth inning. Serves up the first pitch over to short. Polanco over to first. He took his time, and he gets the out. One, two, three, go the White Sox, top of the order. 
And midway through the fifth, we're trailing by two, and we need to find our offense again. New challenges bring new technology. DP3 Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work-from-home-friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3 Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today, 312-896-2450, or email info at dp3tech.com. Evan Marshall, Michael Kopech, has started tossing in the bullpen as Dylan Cease throws pitch number 72 here to start off the bottom of the fifth inning. His team is trailing 4-2. to two. He gave up a three-run home run and a gapper last half inning. That was able to score a run and make it 4-2. to two. White Sox had a 1-0 lead and have trailed ever since that three-run home run. He's got the top of the Twins order up with Buxton who's currently 2-0 in the count. Two for two on the day with two singles in the right field. He takes a strike down the middle, 2-1. Into the wind and the kick and the throw. Out in the right field again for another base hit. Three times he's gone to the same spot in the field. He's going where Cease is pitching it. He's not trying to pull anything. He's just getting himself on, and that's a good leadoff hitter. He's got nothing but speed, and he's finding a way to get on base. The top of their order is doing very well over the last few days. The top of our order has not. It's been a big difference. Polanco comes up one for two. Ceases up to 75 pitches, and the leadoff man is on yet again. Polanco had a big three-run home run-up. Last time, the lefty hit it into left-center field. Buxton's going to go right away, but this one's fouled off. 0-1 the count. Don't know if that's a hit and run or if he was stealing and Polanco just couldn't lay off. Cease checks the runner and goes inside on a slider, one and one the count. Cease now goes over to first. Buxton's back in time. They continue to try to hold him on. He's got a couple stolen bases here in this series. The 1-1 pitch on the way to Polanco. High misses, 2-1, and one, and now you can tell the runners in Cease's head. And that can't happen. You can't worry about the guy at first base unless you intend to throw a pitch out. If you're looking him back, or if you're throwing over there. But once you decide you're going home, go home and make the best pitch possible. No outs, bottom of the fifth, runner on first, the pitch. Check swing, he didn't go around, and they're going to say it was high. Borderline call. Three and one the count. So Cease struggling here in the bottom of the fifth. He's already given up four runs over four innings. Now this one lifted out of the left field. Jimenez is going to come in and make a nice play. Buxton will retreat back to first base. He was on the run for that one coming in and towards the line. He's not a perfect outfielder, but the gaffes that we saw last year are not as prevalent. In fact, I would say Mazzara is our worst defensive outfielder right now, by far. 
Roberts our best. And I would even put Larry Garcia maybe below Jimenez because Jimenez has thrown out of several guys trying to advance and has made very solid plays. His only problem is going back to the wall. He seems to lose it a little bit there on the over-the-shoulder catch. Arias fouls off the first one down the third baseline. He's 0-1 with Buxton still on first. Sox have been doing a good job keeping him at first base, looking him back, and now fastball high misses. 1-1 the count. One out, bottom of the fifth inning. Throw over to first base. He ain't going anywhere. Buxton with only a moderate lead. Back to Arias. Now he's going to go. That one's lifted into right field. Angle's unable to corral it. It's going to sit in front of him on the one hop. And they'll go first and third on a hit and run. So the Twins are like anything you can do, I can do better. Sox had a hit and run go well for him earlier in this game. The hit and run works out here. Engel almost comes in. He could have dove for it, but he's giving up a run if he doesn't get to it, and he must have thought there's no way he's going to get to that ball. And it would have been a tough play. You only dive when you're sure, or at least confident. Nelson Cruz is up. First pitch outside for a ball. Now the next one outside as well. And whoo, Dylan Cease is struggling. Now Don Cooper is going to come out and talk to his young pitcher. Dylan's had a pretty good season so far. He hit some hiccups early on. But over the last stretch, far better than worse. And one of our more reliable guys. He also has gone very deep in the games. He's been one of the guys that has gotten you into the seventh or eighth inning. Today, though, he'll be lucky to get through the fifth, and he needs to figure this out right now against Cruz, or I think this might be his last batter he faces with two on and one out in the bottom of the fifth inning and a 2-0 count. The pitch. Outside check swing 3-0, and and remember, when he was 3-0 and last time with two on, he tried to get me over, and it got over the wall. One out, bottom of the fifth, runners at first and third. The pitch on the way. He misses outside, he walks Cruz. Ricky Renteria is going to let him pitch the Rosario. So he is going to give him somebody else with one out in the bottom of the fifth. He's going to go low with a changeup and miss 1-0. He's trying to induce the ground ball. Maybe the discussion was, don't mess up with Cruz, go after the next guy. Now he goes a slider low, 1-1. One one. So he's trying now to go low in the zone with Rosario, the lefty, with the bases loaded. Now he goes low, a ground ball off the glove of Abreu. And in the right field, the runner is going to score. It's 5-2 Minnesota. That was at least going to be one, and Abreu could have had a shot at getting two, but he thought about throwing a second base before the ball was in his glove all the way. It was a tough play. He went down to a knee, but he did not corral it. First pitch to Max Kepler now to second. Flip the short and over to first, 4-6-3. to six to three. They stick with Cease. And Kepler gives him a gift, but not before the Twins load it up and get a run in. And after five, we're down by three again, five to two. Homer Bailey comes in. The only good news is that when he came in on Thursday night, the White Sox beat him up. He's a big reason why the White Sox ended up winning that game. They had the lead going into the ninth after a four-run inning against him. They got to him quickly when he appeared. Rondau was part of that. He's on the left side of the plate, but quickly 0-2. Now he fouls off a split finger, and he'll get another pitch. Top of the sixth inning. This is when it happened last time for the Sox against Bailey. When they saw him last, it was in the sixth. They put up four. That would give him a one-run lead right now. I'd just like to have one or two 
Let's get back in this game. Swung on and missed. Grandal is down on strikes. It did hit the dirt. They're going to throw down the first as he took off running. There's one gone quickly here in the top of the sixth inning, and Aloya Menez, who's 0 for 2 with a strikeout in this game, comes to the plate. Bailey into the wind in the pitch. Low and inside, he misses 1 0 the count. Jimenez is 1 for 9 against Bailey with two strikeouts, but the 1 was a double. Split finger hits the outside corner, 1 and 1. Bailey looks confident, especially for a guy who watched this team jump all over. Pitch coming inside now, swung on and missed. 1 and 2 the count, a fastball in on the hands, he was underneath it. Homer Bailey has some pretty good accuracy right now. A low and away fastball misses 2 and 2. One out, top of the sixth inning. Swung on and missed a four-seamer low and away and out of the zone. The knockout pitch for Jimenez is go low and away, or at least get outside and make him reach for it. And until he figures out how to lay off those pitches, Major League Baseball players are on a chain email talking about how that's what you do to get him out. And then when Encarnacion is one for one with a single in the fourth inning and rips this one, Behind a third baseman, but grabbed by Polanco, and an acrobatic throw ends the inning. It's the best defensive play he has made all series long, and we've seen some gaffes out there from him. Midway through the sixth, it's five to two twins. Michael Kopech comes out, his fourth appearance, a 2-0 record, nine innings pitched with a 1.00 earned run average, 13 strikeouts and two walks. Lefty's hitting 105 against him. Righty's hitting 231. And Kopech had a masterful four innings. The 10th, the 11th, the 12th, and the 13th on Thursday night. Stopped this Twins team from getting any more runs until his team could score three and win that game 8-5. And that's the only victory the White Sox have in his series as they continue to try to go for the split, but they need runs and they need Kopech to do that. Get Miguel Sano to swing at something ugly. We haven't seen him do that now in a while this series. Kopech had their number, and he gets another opportunity to go out there and try to make some hay against the Twins, as this one now is lifted out in the deep left field. Maybe not so much hay as it clears the wall and it's gone. Sano takes it out 404 feet. The Twins have a cheat code, and that enables them to hit home runs at 110 miles per hour out of the stadium without any wind. The Sox have yet to lose three games in a row this season, and I hate to say it, but unless something changes quickly, not only with the pitching, but with the offense, which has disappeared on them over the last couple of games. They are about to lose three straight. Marvin Gonzalez, Marwin Gonzalez, I'm so upset. My vision is blurry, and I've forgotten his name. Flies out in the right field for the first out of the inning. On the first pitch, there's one going to bottom of the sixth inning. This has got to be it for the Sox. You can't give up any more runs in this game if you're going to come back against this Twins team. Not the way your team has been hitting over the last couple days, which is very uncharacteristic. An inside fastball misses high. 1-0 the count to Alex Avila, who, like I said, is the guy you got to go after and get the out from. He's 0-2 in this game. And Kopech into the line of the pitch to Grandal, low. A 99-mile-an-hour fastball below the knees, 2-0 the count. Again, coming into this game, one run given up by Kopech over nine innings. As he makes his way back from injury, starts in the bullpen for the Sox. And even though it's been a rough time in Minnesota, trust me, 
Ricky Renteria isn't counting what happened in this series like it means more than what these guys have done up to this point. We've run into a buzzsaw, and we better figure it out before they come to town next weekend. 3-1 pitch misses inside. He walked him. So Kopech gives off the leadoff home run, induces a flyout, and then walks Avila. And now Buxton comes up. He's 3-for-3 three three with three singles in the right field. The righty has two runs scored. It must be feeling uber confident here with a runner on and one out in the bottom of the sixth. Kopech gets the sign and delivers, and it's high and inside for a ball, 1-0 the count. Next pitch bunted towards second base. Buxton is on as it dies in the grass, and Mandrigal's unable to barehand it. I'm going to tell you, I was surprised at the beginning of the season, pleasantly surprised, and how good the White Sox have played. Uh, this is a really good team. But you're getting that feeling here, and it's just one series, and it's on the road. But we've run into somebody who might be better. Remember, they have been building for a while, and they're at their peak. This is their window wide open, this Minnesota Twins team. We're just starting to crack it open. And the job this year of this team is going to compete, end up over 500, and go for a wild card spot. We have been right on their heels all year, and we have played them close. The first five games, to be 3-2 and two against them, and basically the only blowout was ours. We actually had a big game against them at the rate. Then they blow us out last night. They're up 6-2 here, and it's like somebody on the Twins said, hey, this team actually thinks they're as good as us, and they're able to go into another gear. 2-0 pitch from Kopech. Ripped down the right field line into the jet stream from Polanco. Deep, back, gone. And I understand if you flip off this game at this point, because I wish I could. 386 feet in the right field. Remember, Sacks of the Basement's giving you each and every game of this season, and we're going to have four in Baltimore coming up next, and I expect to get some wins there, but this White Sox team is just getting beat up by Minnesota now. Close games on Thursday and Friday have turned into blowouts on Saturday and Sunday, and our phenom pitcher gave up two home runs in this inning, and he's still not out of it. Four runs given up by Michael Kopech. There's only one out of the bottom of the sixth inning. Arias comes in. Kopech gives up a line drive in the left field. The bullpen's up and going, but he's going to have to pitch for a little bit here. Because that is going to be a double. The Twins are all over the rook. You feel like there was like somebody sat down and said, let's look at some tape of him after he got us on Thursday. And, well, they figured out something in the tape. Evan Marshall and Jace Fry are up right now. Nelson Cruz is at the plate. There's one out. There's a runner on second. There's four runs in in this inning. Here in the bottom of the sixth. The low four seamer misses 1-0 the count. Four against Baltimore coming up. Unless some miracle happens here, the White Sox will be nine games over 500. The peak was 12. This one is coming down in the Angles glove for the second out. He's going to hold the runner from going to third as two gone to bottom of the sixth inning. Rosario comes up two for three with a double, a single, and an RBI. And I'm telling you, here's the problem. You got a guy like Rosario today. He's hitting in the five spot. He belongs there. 
but other days he's hitting in the seven or the eight. You, you got a guy like Sano who's hitting in the eight or the nine. Today he's in the seven. The lineup changes daily, but it doesn't change the potency of the offense. There are so many good players on this team. And one of the reasons why we at Sox in the Basement said, hey, a guy like Marwan Gonzalez would be good, was not because we thought Marwan Gonzalez was going to be a starter. But you need to be good through all 13 offensive players. You can't have nine good ones and then four guys you just kind of like. You got to have 14, or I'm sorry, 13 that are really good. And the White Sox aren't there yet. It's a changeup, a swung out, a miss, one and two. Now with this 26-man, 13 offense, 13 pitchers. You know, you, you got a 13-man roster of players in the American League that you got to go find guys that are going to be able to hit. And the guys that don't play every day have to be ready when they come out there like the Twins guys are. Rondal takes a pop-up behind the plate to end the inning. And after six, it's nine to two Twins. Adamingo comes to the plate as Duffy and Guerin warm up in the bullpen. But I don't know why you go to him when you got Homer Bailey out there with a seven-run lead. And the first pitch hits the outside part of the zone for a strike looking. Angles 0 for 2. And again, this goes to what I'm talking about as he lifts this one in the shallow left field. Coming on, the play will not be made. Off the glove, diving. Angle now trying to get into second base. He's safe underneath the tag. Head first slide. He's got a double as fifth of the season. I was just about to say, this is a guy. The door is wide open for him. Mazzara has not played very well through the first couple of months. We're at Memorial Day weekend. You are what you are, really, at this point, unless you have some track record to suggest otherwise. And whatever they thought they were going to do with Nomar Mazzara in the offseason has not worked out. And I don't see any reason with what you're paying him and the fact you can let him go next year to feel any kind of, like, we need to stick with this guy. You know, there's, there doesn't need to be loyalty here. He's a guy who had four years as a rookie with all kinds of potential to come up subpar in Texas, which is a hitter's paradise. As Mendick is now 0-1, 1-2 on the day, and now swings and misses at an inside pitch, 0-2 in the count, no outs in the top of the seventh. Right field is going to be a spot where the Sox have to find somebody for the rest of the year. Swung on and missed. Mendick down on strikes. We've got a lot of little role players. Danny Mendick's a role player. Adam Engel's a role player. Nomar Mazzara at best is a role player. Okay, James McCann has been very good for us, but Yasmani Grandal is going to start. And Luis Robert and Nick Madrigal are still trying to find their way. This is a very good team, a young upstart team, but I think we're watching a team in year one of what could eventually be something good. Luis Robert is one for two. He takes a strike on the inside corner, 0-1 in the count with one out of the top of the seventh. And that's what 2020 is supposed to be for the White Sox. This one is sent over the head of the right fielder. And now Robert is on his horse along with Angle. Angle's going to come in and score. Robert's in the second base standing. He's got an RBI double. And the only good news out of this entire series has been the emergence of Luis Robert. He has had an incredible series. He started off the series with a 185 batting average. He's just under 220 now. That's how well he's been hitting. He's got multiple RBIs, multiple stolen bases, multiple hits, extra base hits. He's been the shining spot in this order for the White Sox. And it's something that we've been worried about. But you have him and Mandrigal trying to figure it out. You don't know what Mendick is really. You should have found that out at the back end of last year. You didn't. 
He wanted to give Yomer Sanchez at bats, even though he wasn't going to be on the team. The strike on the inside corner, one and one. And anybody who tells me, well, they thought he'd come back. It's like thinking that Michael Jordan was coming back, even though they were getting rid of Phil Jackson. He wasn't. Two and one the count. This one's a line out to short. Robert has to stay. Tim Anderson's had a rough day at the plate. There's two gone here in the top of the seventh inning. Here comes Nick Madrigal. Rounded out in the fifth. He's 0 for 3 today. Averages dipped down the 214. There was a point where he was turning it on. You're like, wow, this kid's hitting almost 270 now. And, uh, you know, he's looking really good. He's looking really sharp. Extra base hits. Drawing walks. But he's a rookie, and he's backsliding. Hopefully he doesn't slide too far back. Robert on second base with two outs in the top of seventh, the pitch. Swung on and sent into right field. Roberts coming around third. He is going to come home and score. The White Sox have scored two runs in an inning for the first time since Friday. And they're down by five. Jose Abreu now comes to the plate against Homer Bailey with two outs in the top of the seventh. A home run here would put you back in the game, that's for sure, as a low four seamer misses. 1-0 the count. Hitting 269, he's slugging 508. With an on-base percentage just under 340. We need him to wake up and do a little bit better. His struggles at the plate in the month of May, where he's hitting 250 in the month of May, have been accounted for, or at least covered up by, the amazing month of May of Yasmani Grandal and the really solid month of May of Aloy Menes on either side of him. Now this is a base hit up the middle. They are not going first and third. Mandrigal holds. But you got two on and two out here in the top of the seventh inning. And now here comes Grandal. And if there was ever a moment for the White Sox to jump back into this game, it is now. Grandal is more comfortable from the left side of the plate. If Bailey stays in, that's where he's hitting. They are not going to let Bailey stay in. They're going to go get Cody Guerin. Who's 3-1 over 11 and two-thirds innings with a 2.31 ERA. 13 strikeouts to five walks. And lefties hit 130 against him. And they know Grandal's going to come up and hit against him. I'm not pulling Grandal here because he's been doing so well this month. But that's why Guerin's in. He pitched a third of an inning the other day. And he got the win. Grandal immediately skies this one deep into center field. But underneath it, at the wall is Buxton. He'll make the catch. Standing on the track, he gave it a ride on the first pitch. But to no avail, I would have much rather have seen him go for the base knock and add another run on. But he got greedy, and we go to the bottom of the seventh inning. Trailing by five. Max Kepler stands in, and Michael Kopech remains in the game. Sox are going to have him go on pitch when you're trailing by five. Although they have the bullpen working. 1-0 now. He goes high and outside for a strike, 1-1. One his job is long relief. He is not a starter, and he has to know how to get over bad innings. Goes inside for ball two, two and one the count. Five at a seventh inning. Sox scored two last inning, but they're still trailing by five. Minnesota put on a show right before that, beating up on Michael Kopech. Count is now even two and two to Kepler, who's 0 for three. Fouls this one off down the third baseline. He's had a hell of a season, or at least a hell of a series. On his way to what I think is going to be a hell of a season. Inside and low, a slider, 3-2, and two, the count is full. Miguel Sano's on deck, he's hitting 279. There's never a break in this lineup. Power, speed, smart base running. This is a very good offense. Swung on and sent out in the left field. 
Tailing back towards the wall and over the wall for a ground rule double. Seven game hit streak for Kepler. So if the belief was that you were gonna let Michael Kopech go out there and do something different, that belief has faded away as Evan Marshall's gonna come in now. Kopech's out. He did not come out with the right mindset in the next inning. He immediately gives up a double. Evan Marshall's got 22 innings in the 2.86 earned run average. He's 3-1 in the season with opponents hitting about 238 against him, whether a lefty or a righty. Sano's two for three. A couple of bombs in this series. Takes a high four-seamer, 1-0 the count. Got a home run in this game, a home run in the last game. Also has a double in this game. Got a runner on second who has his own double in Kepler. As the hits keep coming for the Twins and an outside four-seamer catches his own 1-1. One one. Stocks have any chance of getting back in this game. You can't give up runs after you just scored two. Even though it still feels like quite the long shot as Sano puts this one down the first baseline. Fair ball. Abreu gets it, flips it as he falls into foul territory in his butt to Marshall covering first. They get Sano. The runner advances 90 feet to third. There's one on the bottom of the seventh and Marwin Gonzalez is up. Evan Marshall looks in and delivers. A strike on the inside corner, a changeup. 0-1 the count. Marshall has been working his way into a role later on in innings as he has been more reliable than a guy like Kelvin Herrera or Jimmy Cordero who eventually went down to AAA. And in AAA, his whip in AAA is only a 1.50 at this point. Swung on, jam shot out in the right field. It's going to tail back a little bit. Angle sets up moving forward in case there's a throw. Runner's going to go home. The throw coming into home. Two bounces and underneath the tag as it's up the third base line. Just a little bit too much. The runner scores. It's 10 to 4. So we scored two. They got one back already. There's two gone with nobody on in the bottom of the seventh. Alex Avila to the plate. Takes a changeup at the knees, 0-1. When Kopech had Avila and didn't do the job of getting him out and let him on, that was the first warning bell. Eventually, he scored on a three-run home run. Now this one's fouled off, 0-2 the count. 0-2 count to Avila. Hitting about a buck 50. Here in the bottom of the seventh with two out. Sox trail by six. Unfortunately, they're going to need to find somebody in the bullpen that's just going to get him through this game unless somehow they come back. Swing and a miss. Marshall sits him down. He goes to the dugout. You'll likely see him next inning as the seventh ends with the White Sox chasing six and looking at their third straight loss. Aloy Jimenez comes to the plate. Sergio Romo and Tyler Duffy warm up for the Twins, but Cody Guerin remains in there. Jimenez takes a strike down the middle. He's 0 for 3. As the White Sox bats have gone cold, and it's weird to say that. I mean, they had a they had a run yesterday, and they, they got four in this game, but this was going to be a softball series. 23,540 here in attendance for the Twins. And if that's all they're going to bring in a big series like this on the weekend on a beautiful day, they don't deserve all these wins. 1-2 pitch swung on and missed. He sits down. They don't have two teams. You don't have a lot of baseball fans here? I don't get it. Got a first place team here. All I know is the Indians were selling out every day when they were good. I remember the White Sox in 06. That was a tough ticket to get. One out in the top of the eighth inning. And Edwin Encarnacion is one for two with a single and a walk. 
Edwin immediately sends this one in the right center field. It is tailing back. It is deep. It is to the wall. It is caught as Buxton goes off the wall, leaping into the padding. And we are having just a rough time here against these Twins. Adam Angles one for three. And again, like I said, the door is open for him to make a right field job into an everyday job. Sends this one out deep in the right field. It is gone. So Angle, 364 feet on the solo shot out of here at 99 miles per hour on the exit velocity. Puts it in the porch in right field and opposite field home run. And I told you, he's got the door open to become the everyday right fielder. And I think he's on his way there. He is hitting much better than Mazzari. Plays a better defense. Is he perfect? No. But for the bottom of the order, with the speed and the defense, and the fact he's hitting over 300 right now, you take him over a guy that's muffed several plays out right field. Has probably cost the White Sox two games just with errors so far this year. And is hitting right around 200. And Adam Engel and him, I think, have the same amount of home runs if, if Engel hasn't passed him by a run. Now, in the home run column, we'll have to take a look at that. Danny Mendix, 2-0. He's 1-3 for three in this game with two outs here in the top of the eighth inning. Twins got a big lead since then. It's been a seesaw battle, but the White Sox have been unable to gain a lot of ground. Still trailing by five here in the top of the eighth with two outs. Pitch on the way. Ripped in the right field. It's a base hit. Luis Robert comes to the plate now. He's having a heck of a series. Two for three in this game. Takes a strike on the inside corner, a slider. There's speed on first base. But he's 0-1 in the count. Mendick with a good lead. I think he's going. There he goes. Swung on and fouled off down the first baseline. He'll go back to first base. And 0-2 is Robert. He went for one right in the middle of the zone. Now he swings and misses at a slider away. Goes down on three pitches, but Adam Engel puts one out. In this series, I've learned two things. Besides the fact the Twins are a very good offense, Adam Engel should be playing right field more, and Luis Robert is coming out of his funk. Byron Buxton comes in. Evan Marshall will continue the inning. Here in the bottom of the eighth, he's four for four. All four hits going into right field. Ground ball, a two-hopper through. One just over the head of Mandrigal, and one that landed right in front of a charging Adam Engel. Every one of them have gone a little bit deeper. But he's found his way on, found his way over, and found his way in multiple times today. 2-0 now from Marshall. He swings and misses at a sinker low and away, 2-1. We got Baltimore for four starting in Baltimore tomorrow. They are winners over Toronto, 5-2. They're actually getting hot recently. As Buxton bunts the ball directly off of his helmet that goes down the, the line fouled on the first baseline. He bunted it into his forehead while... He was in the batter's box before he could get out of the box, and it went down the line foul. Three and two down the count. Into the wind is Marshall. Swung on and sent down the first baseline. Snagged by Abreu will touch first. Buxton's finally retired for the first time in this game. He goes four for five. And here's Polanco, two for four with two bombs, six RBIs. That's right. Two three-run home runs for Polanco. He accounts for six of the Twins' 10 home runs. It's Polanco 6, White Sox 5 in this game right now, and then the rest of the Twins added on four more runs. He puts this one up the middle. Mandrigal's going to make a nice play and get it over to first base and get him. There's two gone. Arias 
Now comes to the play, two for four. The second baseman in the three hole is having a hell of a season. Sends this one down the first baseline foul. 0-1 the count. Twins have found themselves a very good hitter. Next one now fouled down the first baseline as well. Bouncing past Abreu. 0-2. Two. two outs, bottom of the eighth inning. Another one chopped down the first baseline foul. Picked up by his first base coach. Count remains 0-2. Evan Marshall trying to complete his second inning of work. Change up on the outside corner. Misses. 1-2 the count. Marshall gets in the pop. This one over to second base. Blake should be taken on the one hop by Madrigal who waited for it to land. Then he flips it to first. He almost threw it away. And Jose Abreu goes back to the dugout telling the youngster, take your time on that. You had plenty of it. Meanwhile, Tyler Duffy will take the top of the ninth inning. And the White Sox top of the order will have one more crack at it, trailing by five with three outs to go. Tim Anderson's 0 for 4. He's had a terrible day today at the plate. You know that's got to frustrate him as the first one is ripped down the first baseline. It's a fair ball. It's going back into the corner, and Anderson is on his horse. He heads into second base without a problem. He is safe. Standing there as the ball comes in, and a leadoff double for T.A. Kicks off this inning in just the right way. Need a lot more than that, but it's a good sign for the White Sox. Nick Madrigal now comes to the plate. He's one for four. He got hit the last time up. Takes an outside pitch for a ball. Want to know the count from Duffy. Duffy's not the normal closer, but it's a five-run lead. The Twins don't want to use their closer again. He's actually been out there a lot. He did not get used last night. He was out there for the first two games. But they're going to try to keep him rested with that five-run lead, but he's quickly 3-0 to Madrigal with Abreu on deck. Multiple hits in this game has the average up to 273. Still stuck on 11 home runs. It would be nice to see him get a 12th after Mandrigal gets on and make this a game. Strike down the middle of four-seamer. Get me over. Three and one the count. Saw Polanco earlier punish Cease for trying to do that. I'd love to see a White Sox batter do that to one of the Minnesota Twins pitchers. Three and two now as this one's fouled back to the backstop. It was low at the knees but in the zone. The pitch on the way. And he struck out looking. Mandrigal looks incredulously at the umpire. He thought that was a ball. It is not. There's one gone, and here's a Bray with one out in the top of the ninth inning. Low inside four-seam fastball misses 2-0. and Runner on second. Outside fastball misses. That one was in the zone. I'm surprised he got the benefit of the doubt. Down by five with one out in the ninth on that pitch. Most umpires are like, that's a strike in that case. Now Abreu takes a strike down the middle, three and one. Not a lot of green lights on 3-0 pitches. It's been frustrating to watch so far this year. Now a slider inside, three and two the count. Rondal on deck. We need many more guys to get up, get on, get over, and get in before it even matters. The pitch. High, and he walked him. So two on, one out. Here in the top of the ninth inning. A home run would only pull us within two. Grandal is 0 for 4. Comes in batting lefty. He's finally dropped below 300. He was up there for a couple of weeks. He's hitting 294 now with a 997 OPS. The twin series has made it rough on him. He did have a solo shot that gave him the lead on Thursday night, but since then, the twins have pretty much shut down Yasmani. 
And a knuckle curve on the outside corner goes for a strike one. He's 0 for 4 in this game. Saying the White Sox hitters are due is an understatement. Everybody's due. Inside swung on and missed 0-2. He struck out several times today. His Nat looked very good at the plate. Now in the dirt, and he swings at something that was nowhere near the zone, and I think Yasmani Grandal, after that at bat, needs a day off. That was brutal. That pitch bounced in, and he swung dead red down the middle like he didn't even look at the pitch, like he was guessing it was coming down the middle. Two outs in the top of the ninth inning. Jimenez is 0 for 4. He struck out several times today, and he takes an outside four-seamer, one know the count. Baltimore for four. This team's going to need to go out there and get back on track. A split won't be good enough after this one. They got to go out there and try to win that series, and then the Twins come to Chicago right afterwards. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, next weekend. Hopefully the White Sox learn some lessons. Cease will have the Friday game. Gio Gonzalez will have the Saturday game. And the Sunday game will be Reynaldo Lopez if the Sox do nothing to their rotation. 3-1 to count the Jimenez. Two outs, top of the ninth. Strike down the middle for Seamer. Sox holding off on some very good pitches today. Everybody's trying to be perfect up at the plate, and all it's gotten them is a 10-5 deficit. He swings and misses, and the game is over. The Twins take three out of four from their division rivals. Rocco Baldelli's going to hug a bunch of guys in the dugout. That manager's happy. The Sox gave the Twins some trouble winning two out of three in Chicago earlier on this season and taking the first game here. But then it's been all Twins, really, especially over the last two games. The Sox had five runs, five runs, one run, and five runs in this series in the first nine innings. Getting three more to win it in extras on Thursday night. The Twins... They went five runs, six runs, seven runs, and ten runs. Their offense kept getting better. And Rich Hill gets the win, five innings pitched, four hits, two walks, six strikeouts, two earned runs. Dylan Cease takes the loss, five innings, nine hits, two walks, five strikeouts, five earned runs. Polanco, he beat the White Sox single-handedly, driving in six on two three-run home runs. He's the player of the game. Adam Engel went two for four for the White Sox with a double, a home run, an RBI, and three runs scored. And I think he's the new right fielder on this team. And Luis Robert woke up in this series two for four today. He had a very good series. He's got a double in this game with an RBI and two runs scored and two stolen bases. Jose Abreu goes two for three with an RBI. And Danny Mendick did very good filling in at third base. He went two for four with a double and an RBI in place of Juan Mancada. Unfortunately, though, some of the big thumpers on this team Grandal and Jimenez especially and even throw Encarnacion in there because he only had one seeing eye single in this game. That hurt the White Sox. Tim Anderson brutal at the top of the lineup and Nick Mandrigal's falling off a little bit. Dylan Cease and the rest of the staff unable to keep this team inside the ballpark. Reynaldo Lopez was really the only guy who kept them contained in his game night number one here. We get on a plane, we head to Baltimore, four games, and then these White Sox get back to Chicago and face these Twins where they already took two out of three from them at home. We're looking for the same kind of results, if not more. We will see you all week long as we have every day since opening day. The podcast for fans, by fans, is Socks in the Basement. It's found everywhere podcasts can be found. And always, it's SocksInTheBasement.com. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the basement.
Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always on SocksInTheBasement.com.